Welcome back into another episode of Tide Talk Live. Stacy Blackwood, joined as always by my good buddy Jake Thomas to talk about this Alabama basketball team that is advancing to the Sweet 16 uh, next weekend. We're excited to be talking about that. Jake, it's been a, it's been a while since we've been able to catch up. Uh, how you doing, buddy? Doing good, man. Uh, you know, just been excited. It's March Madness, baby. I mean, it's it's been a fun one so far. And Alabama looks like uh, you know they're they're in for a deep run. So we'll see how far they can go. But other than that, man, everything's good on my end. How about you, brother? Man, doing great, doing great. Uh, this what what a fun tournament this has been so far, Jake. Plenty of upsets. Uh, there's still some star power with the locks of Alabama and Kentucky, who's playing right now as we as we record this, and they did have the lead over Kansas State at the time that we started recording. But uh, there's still some star power there. The SEC has had a tremendous turnout. Arkansas beat Kansas yesterday, so uh, the SEC has proven to be one of the best leagues this season. And they, I think, they were really undervalued uh, heading into this tournament. And uh, that's really made been made evident with the success that, that each SEC team has had. Of course, you know Auburn had had a chance against Houston, but really stunk it up in the second half, and uh, Houston pulled away there. But uh, been been a really good showing for the SEC so far in this tournament. And you know Alabama, even though they really haven't even played their best yet, they are absolutely dominating the competition. And and we're going to dive into the first two matchups. We're going to dive into how far we think this team can can make a run here in this tournament uh, on this episode. But you guys know the drill. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe today. We're getting so close to 2,000 subscribers. There's no reason that we cannot make it there. Uh, just real quick, like uh, there, there's plenty, 80% of our audience that, that, that listens or watches the show are not subscribed to the channel. So wow. if you're watching this today, make sure you click that subscribe button to help our channel grow so the content can get better. And it's just better all around for everybody involved. Uh, jump in the comment section. Today's question, will Alabama reach the Final Four? Why for yes or in for no? And as always, make sure to feel you feel free to, to leave a, a good uh, explanation of your answer if you would like to do it. But, Jake, the first, the first thing we're going to do is we're going to talk about, kind of recap quickly, uh, the, t the first two rounds that Alabama had against uh, Texas A&M Corpus Christi, and then, of course, Maryland in the round of 32. But before we dive too deep into that, we got to let you hear from one of our sponsors at BetUS, and we'll be back here in just a second. All right, guys, I want to tell you a little bit about BetUS.com. Make sure you click the link in the description below, sign up today, and make that first deposit. And when you do, you will be instantly rewarded with 125% bonus from BetUS.com. And then you will also be entered into our contest for a $500 giveaway once we receive 30 signups from our link. So click the link in the description below and sign up today at BetUS.com. All right, Jake. So Alabama defeats Texas A&M Corpus Christi in the first round. Then they go on to defeat Maryland on Saturday night, late Saturday night, I would add, uh, in the in the round of 32. Uh, in, in the first game, Jake, Brandon Miller, of course, was held scoreless. Uh, but Nick Pringle comes off the bench, gives 19 points, 15 rebounds. It was really all about the other guys on the team outside of Brandon Miller, which, you know, they scored 96 points and Brandon Miller doesn't score a single bucket. That is almost hard to believe, but but it happened. They get the big win. Uh, and then, like I mentioned, they get a 20-point win over Maryland as well uh, in the round of 32. Jake, just real quick, your thoughts on how album has looked in the first two rounds uh, of, the, of the NCAA tournament. 
Yeah, I won't get I won't get to that real quick, but but before Stacy, I want to go back to something you said in the intro. Uh it you know, you're talking about how good the SEC's looked so far, but this is technically what people have said is a down year for the SEC. I don't I don't believe that because I mean, as you see it, we've got three teams, potentially four, maybe five in the sweet sixteen uh coming up. Uh so you know, it all depends how Kentucky does and, and a few others play out. But the other thing is Eric Musselman, please do not ever take your shirt off again. Uh, I, that's all I've got to say about that. Moving on to Alabama now. You, and you said it also in the intro, Stacey. Uh, we haven't played our complete game yet in the tournament. The, in the first round against uh, Texas A&M Cor- Cor- Corpus Christi, you know, we was making some shots, but defensively we kind of struggled, it seemed like. I mean, we gave up 75, 76 points to them guys. You know, that something you figure a team like that, Alabama should be able to, to lock them down defensively. And then last night against Maryland, we weren't making any shots, but that defense was just overwhelming. So if, they, if Alabama can get both of them together in one game and, and carry that through the rest of the tournament, I'm, I'm not trying to be a homer, but I don't see anybody beating Alabama when they're playing at their absolute best. Yeah, there, there's no doubt about it, Jake. And I think even the guys in the post game from from CBS was talking about, you know, Alabama didn't shoot the ball great from from behind the arc against Maryland. I think they were 28 percent or right. so uh, in the game, and and they said if Alabama's making their threes, they're basically unbeatable. And and that's something we've kind of talked about on our show. And we're not we're, we're not trying to say that as homers. It's just a fact, Jake. Yeah. Their defense is so good when they are locked in defensively. The defense is so good that they don't have to make a ton of shots to win basketball games i mean they shot poorly last night but they win by 20 what 21 22 points yeah against a really good maryland team so it just goes to show that that if i think if alabama is 30 percent or better from behind the arc they're almost unbeatable in it because of how good they are defensively and how good they are at attacking the rim and getting to the free throw line and then converting those free throws. I think they're around 75% as a team this season from the free throw line, which is a really good percentage for a team. And, uh, you know, Betty Ako, he, he continues to really grow and mature and be that inside presence not really so much from the offensive perspective but his ability to to play that drop coverage defensively but then also to catch those those lobs on the pick and roll he's really become a a real a real force for Alabama in the paint and and you know they really have all the ingredients that you need to to make a deep run in the tournament and if you want to have a chance to win a championship Jake we've talked about it and everybody knows this that watches a lot of basketball you better be good at the guard spot you better have a star somewhere in your lineup, and then you better have somebody that can protect the paint. And Alabama has all three of those, and the truth is they have a couple of each. I mean, that, <laughs> yeah. that's just the truth. They're, they're, they're such a deep and talented team. Nate Oates has done a, a fantastic job of kind of forming a lineup that that is is really second to none, Jake. Uh, they're, they're really good. They, they haven't played their best, but yet they have two 20-plus point wins in the first couple of rounds of the NCAA tournament. I mean, it's incredible you say that, uh, you know, because, I mean, our 20-point wins, we have actually gotten the starters out with maybe two or three left to go in the game in each of those games and got the subs in. How many tournament teams have ever been able to do that? I mean, it's just incredible what, what like you said, what Nate Oates and this coaching staff ha- has done with this team and just got their minds right for everything, especially with, with all the, the media bullcrap that's been going on the past past month, month and a half. You know, 
and 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 now you know with Brandon Miller having to have a daggum you know a security guard with him down there I mean that's I mean he's an 18 year old kid I mean it's absolutely ridiculous all the threats and stuff being made but this team is still you know they haven't played their best they they haven't played up to their potential yet in this tournament but when they do I don't see anybody stopping them I agree with you, Jake. That the whole situation around Brandon Miller has really, you know, I, I hate to say it, they've put it's put a negative light on the program, and you know that has to has to affect them in some sort of way. But but somehow they found a way to to look past that and to continue to play at an extremely high level and and, and win basketball games here in the month of March. And uh, Javon Quinterly, Jake, I, I don't know what else to say about that dude. He is. He has become – I think he's almost into that Herb Jones-esque, you know, lore as, as, as far as Alabama basketball players go. Uh, that, that dude is all Alabama. Uh, he's laying it all on the line for, for the Crimson Tide, and, and I couldn't be happier for a guy who's kind of been through all that he's been through over the past few years. Absolutely, man. He You know, he, he's got the name March JQ because, I mean, he – you know, he he tends to be streaky at times in the season, but when when the you know the tournament's here, March gets here, man, he he lights it up. And you know, he it was impressive last night because he had a wide open three pointer that he drained, and I think a couple minutes later, I mean, there was a dude all up in his face, and he just drains it again, and then just looked at the camera, you know, just had a little smirk and ran back. I was like, man, when this, you know, when when he's on. You know, there's not a better sits man in the country, I, I don't believe. And, and really, he's been starting here lately, too. So, you know. Right, right. He, he's moved into the starting lineup since the start of the SEC tournament. And mm-hmm. uh, he's just – he's he's playing at a different level right now. When, when JQ is confident, um, he's one of the best players in the country. Man, and and he, he, he proved that last night. He was a difference maker for Alabama. They could not stay in front of him defensively. And he, he made plays not only for himself but for, for everybody else. And – uh, he's really been so much fun to watch over the last couple of weeks, and uh, you know a lot a lot of Alabama success moving forward in this tournament is going to depend on the play of Javon Quinterly because, like we mm-hmm. mentioned, you have to be good at the guard spots if you want to win a championship. And and so far, Javon Quinterly is playing up to a, a Final Four level point guard for Alabama. So, uh, what a tremendous job this team has done the first couple of rounds of the tournament. Man, I, I'm so excited. You know, I think they get a break. I don't think they play again until Friday. If I'm not mistaken, so it's good to get get refocused. They they've got to go out. I think to Houston now that they, they travel. So Louisville, uh, Louisville, Louisville, Louisville. Okay, so they you know just get their minds right, get get up there, put some shots up. You know, kind kind of get that sweet spot back uh, on the three point line, and we'll we'll be okay. Yeah, no doubt about. It. Yeah, we're going to talk about that that little bit about the San Diego State matchup here in just a second, and kind of our thoughts on how far. Uh, Alabama can possibly advance in this tournament. Uh, once again, make sure you like, share, and subscribe today. Uh, and also jump in the comment and answer today's question. Will Alabama advance to the Final Four this season? Why for yes or in for no? We would love to hear everybody's feedback on that. But we're going to take one more quick timeout for, for a break and for a commercial break. Uh, and, and then on the other side, we're going to be talking about Alabama's chances at possibly making the Final Four. Stay tuned. 
All right, I want to tell you a little bit about Latorn Watches. If you click the link in the description below, you're going to be carried to LatornWatches.com where they have a vast selection of stylish yet affordable watches for all shapes and sizes. And when you click that link in the description below and you get carried to that website, when you sign out, you will receive free shipping on that watch. So make sure you follow the link in the description below and buy you a beautiful watch from Latorn Watches. All right, guys, welcome back in. Um, Jake, look, we've talked about what they've done in the first couple of rounds. Now they go to Louisville for the Sweet 16 matchup against San Diego State. Uh, the Aztecs uh, from the Mountain West, who's who really dominated uh, uh, Furman uh, in the round of 32 matchup. Uh, their defense is really, really elite in that matchup. Uh, what are you looking forward to most about, the, about, this, about this game between Alabama and San Diego State? And what, what are your early thoughts on that matchup? Uh, I'm really interested to see how we attack, you know, uh, the Aztecs, uh, they, uh, they, you know, they, like you said, they're really sound defensively. Uh, so we're going to have to bring our a game. They're really good, uh, shooting the ball as well. They're really good defense or offensively, defensively. They, they're really a great, you know, well-coached team. So we're going to have to be on our a game for, for this matchup. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm anxious to see, I don't think they have anybody that, that can handle our length. They're, they're kind of small in that department. Uh, so we're going to have to get the ball inside. We're going to have to drive the basket, get get a couple opportunities uh, in the paint to score and, and, you know, perhaps stay out of foul trouble ourselves, but get them and some of their their key guys into foul trouble, kind of like what we did with Reese uh, against Maryland, get get him out and uh, early and help that matchup as well. So, you know, j just, you know, no turnovers, you know, or limit turnovers, continue rebounding at a high level, and, and just play sound defensively. And I think Alabama will be, be all right. As I left myself muted, I, I, I agree with what you said, Jake. I, I think this game is going to come down to a lot to, uh, like Nato said, Alabama's defensive effort, Jake, because I think when Alabama plays, when they're locked in defensively, Jake, they're they're capable of beating anybody, right. and, and the, because their their defense is so good because of their length and athleticism, and then offensively, even when the shots aren't falling, they find ways to score in the in the seventies. So mm -hmm. uh, Maryland's a really good defensive team. Uh, Alabama did not play well offensively uh, last night, but they were still able to get to seventy two points or seventy three points, whatever it was, and, and and I really feel like this matchup with San Diego State kind of has a is going to look a lot like the Maryland game where both teams are really fighting defensively because San Diego State's going to guard all five positions at a high level. They can switch up a lot of defenders because they have some size like three through five. Uh, so it's going to, it's going to be an interesting matchup when each team is on the defensive side of the floor. I'm just looking for Brandon Miller to have a breakout performance and it could be against, uh, San Diego state on Friday. So that, that's, that's really going to be a fun matchup. And of course, uh, the winner of that game will get the winner of Princeton and if it's either going to be Baylor or Creighton. So, uh, you're looking at a, at a very interesting elite eight matchup if Alabama can indeed get past San Diego state. So, uh, there, there's a lot to look forward to, Jake, and, and we'll we'll look more closely at these matchups as, as the games get closer. But, uh, Jake, real quick before we even go, uh, 
What are your thoughts on Alabama's chances of, of making it to the Final Four uh, and, and possibly winning a championship in college basketball? Uh, well, first it'd be overwhelming because you know, <laughs> I, you know, we're we're so used to seeing them, you know, the football team being in situations to win a championship, but this basketball team, the best they've ever done is Elite Eight, you know, and, and they're I think they went to the Sweet Sixteen a few years ago and got beat. But they haven't been the lead eight since I think what oh six oh seven maybe oh eight. It's been no, it's it was been, it was before that probably no, like oh yeah. four maybe oh four. Okay, so it's been a long time. So you know, just this team, you know, there's something special about them. And and, and you know, we we talked about it, and you mentioned it earlier in the show. You know, you got to have so many variables to to be a championship team, and Alabama's got all that. You got to have a deep rotation, I mean, and and we've talked about before. Alabama's starting five or, or bench five players on the bench can start anywhere else in the country. You know they've got uh, they've got a rim protector and Charles Bediaco, and they got a star player and and Brandon Miller, and then the guard play when when Sears and and Quinley are on their game and making bucket after bucket after bucket. You can't beat Alabama. And, and you know, I, it sounds like a broken record as we keep saying that. But it's just the truth. When Alabama's making their shots, when they're, they're playing sound defensively and and they're attacking the basket, they're getting rebounds, they're not forcing bad shots, not, they're not turning it over, you're not beating Alabama. And I feel like Alabama can, can continue doing this. And even if they do end up playing Baylor and the Elite Eight, if we get past San Diego State, because that's number one, we've got to just play each game at a time. But looking ahead, I do believe we can get a Final Four appearance, and I do believe we can make it to the National Championship, and I do believe this team can win a National Championship. Yeah, I agree with, with everything that you said, Jake. And, and I'll even add this. We've talked so much – you know, nearly 20 minutes of an episode, Jake, about all the talent on the team, and we've yet to mention Noah Clowney. Jake, and, and, and Noah Clowney's a guy who's capable of dropping 20 points and 15 rebounds at any mm-hmm. point in time. And yeah. uh, he's one of those guys who, uh, if you're not careful, he could catch fire from behind the arc, mm-hmm. and he's a solid free throw shooter at 75% on the season or so. So mm-hmm. uh, Noah Clowney could prove to be an X factor. Uh, Mark Sears could prove to be an X factor. We know that Brandon Miller is going to go off one of these games. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm, I'm there with you. All the ingredients are there for a Final Four run and a championship run for this Alabama team. But like you said, it's about taking it one game at a time. Uh, take care of San Diego State in the Sweet 16 and then just move on after that. And uh, Before you know it, Jake, this team could be in Houston playing for, for a national championship. Absolutely, man. And, you know, you talk about X factors. Another guy, if he stands out of foul trouble, Charles Bediaco, he, he's improved each and every game this season. And wow. and having him on the court is going to be crucial to make a deep run in this tournament. So, yeah, hey, I was worried. I, I, I wasn't worried about Bediaco going to the draft after this year, but the way he's played oh, in the man. SEC tournament and so far in the NCAA tournament, I, know. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he if he starts getting mocked in some of the first rounds mm-hmm. uh, NBA drafts. So, so uh, I mean, I'm happy he's playing well, but I don't need him to play quite that well. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. We need to get that natty in hoops. That's right, yeah. But, you know, you talk like you say, you talk about X factors. He could be one too because he him himself can, can take over a game on the boards, you know, just like that, you know. Well, so. he, he he's so big and athletic, Jake, that, that – he can, like you said, he can control the game because defensively, 
guys don't want to go at him because he, right. he's going to block your shot. And if he doesn't block it, he affects your shot. And uh, they just make everything so tough defensively. And it's not it's it's not just Bediaco, but it really is all predicated on the fact that Bediaco plays that drop coverage and protects the rim. Mm-hmm. And it really makes everything else work defensively for Alabama. So uh, he's certainly an X factor for the Tide. And they, they got a real chance of, of making a deep run here. And, and we're certainly excited about it here at Tide Talk Live. And we can't wait to cover it if that indeed happens. But sure. uh, but that's going to wrap up this episode, uh, guys. Uh, thank you so much for watching. Uh, like, share, and subscribe today, and then jump in the comments and answer our question, will Alabama advance to the Final Four this season? Why for yes or in for no? We cannot wait to see your answers in the comment section below. Uh, but for Stacy Blackwood and Jake Thomas, this has been Tide Talk Live. And until next time, roll tide. Roll tide.